You're listening to the Trip of Change podcast, the Jackie Robinson Show. I'm Jackie Robinson. This podcast focuses on women in business, travel, tech tips, wise boomer chicks, because we know stuff, hot topics in the news. We stream live weekly on Facebook and YouTube. Let's start the show. Hello, 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 and welcome once again to the Chipper Change podcast, the Jackie Robinson Show. I'm Jackie Robinson, and I have to tell you, I have a very, 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 very special guest uh, with me this evening. But before I get to her, let me take care of some administrative stuff, as we always do here on the Triple Change podcast uh, show. And what I want to do is talk again about our sponsor, which is Healthful Essence, a vegan vegetarian restaurant here in Atlanta at 875 York. And I'm telling you, they have some of the best vegan vegetarian dishes. Um, there are people who come from all over the world to uh, uh, take part in the uh, uh, food that's offered at um, Healthful Essence here in Atlanta. So shout out to Quadro and Princess over there at Healthful Essence. Thank you so much for your continued support. And for those of you who would like to get a discount, if you order online through the Clover app, that's the Clover app, you can get a discount over at Helpful Essence. So thank you once again, Helpful Essence. We appreciate you. Yes. Um, and so also I want to talk about, you know, some of the things that I've been doing here lately. And that is I've been working on a very, very major uh, website for an organization that deals with retirees and their pension and their social security and Medicare. And so I'll be sharing some additional information about that later on. But yeah, uh, your girl has been in the Jack cave working. Okay. <laughs> I've been working. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of work. So um, with that being said, I want to also uh, encourage you all to go out to the um, Triple Change website here where we have our podcast. And this evening we are featuring Miss Christy Nichols and also the um, story about Macy Gray because she's been hot and in the news. And I want to also talk about some um, self-improvement or some some cards that you can use it is stories that I tell about my life that are uplifting. I made them into these cards and you can go out um, to the website there and download them. They're free. They don't cost anything. And so I um, encourage you to go out there and just click on one and it'll take you to the page that has the information about that particular one. 
uh, keep going, never give up. And then at the bottom, you'll see a link for you to be able to download the card. It's real free. Just go out to the website. There it is. And just cut it and you can put it on your refrigerator or you can frame it. But hopefully it's information that you will find that's helpful um, to you. Yes. And so those are things that we are doing here um, at Trip of Change. And so I want to go ahead and introduce our guest this evening, Miss Christy Nichols. And so let me bring her on in out of the green room and into the studio. Hello there. Hi there, Jackie. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Good. And I am excited to say that you are visiting here with me all the way from Nicaragua. Okay. And if anybody uh, is familiar with some history about Nicaragua, uh, some of us old timers might question, girl, what you doing in Nicaragua? Okay. Uh, but I'm sure uh, things have, have changed as time changes, things change. And there you are um, in Nicaragua. So welcome and thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so tell me about yourself. How, I mean, kind of walk us through your background, you know, how you grew up and how you came to feeling some of the things that you feel that have to do with the inner man and the spirituality and connectivity to the community and, 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 you know, the courage, um, to travel the world and spread joy and spread love. All of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, um, <laughs> yeah. I was raised in the South. I'm from Tennessee originally. Um, but then yeah, halfway through childhood grew up in California. So Southern roots, but West Coast um, education, I guess. Um, but then in my 20s, I moved to England for, I guess, about four um, months. Are you still there? Oop. I think I lost you. No, I'm still, I'm still here. Ah, okay, okay. I'm, I'm still here. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I grew up in the South and then the West Coast. And then in my 20s, I spent living in the UK, um, which meant you had Europe on your doorstep, you know, everything's so accessible over there. Um, and then after about seven years there, I was teaching. I had a, a teaching job teaching secondary school. And I don't know, I just started my travels, I guess, at that stage. Um, okay, but okay, let back up a second yeah. for me because you you were in Nashville, mm -hmm. right? And then mm -hmm. you went to college. Where did you go to college? Uh, my undergrad was at Cal State in Southern California. Okay, you, you went to California. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that must have been quite a difference from going from the what was that Midwest to the to the West. Yeah, well, I was nine or ten when we moved, but like my oh, okay, yeah, but your childhood memories are, you know, rolling hills and neighbors without fences, and you know the brick houses and kind of you know por the porch, por porch culture is what I like. You know, people sitting on the porches talking to your neighbor, borrowing okay. that kind of that's how that framed a lot of my childhood. Um, well, I think my whole perspective on life very neighborly. I've always appreciated living in a community where 
everybody kind of knows everybody else and it's just very friendly and you don't really get that in California, you know? So I, I'm grateful actually that I had Southern upbringing, um, even though, you know, I grew up like in California the rest of my childhood years. So you got a mix of both. Oh gosh. Yeah. Real. Okay. Yes. A huge mix and it continues to be so. So, so, so you went from the United States. Mm-hmm. Was that your first international trip or had UK. you tracked? Yeah. To the UK or had you traveled while you were in college? No, I mean, we crossed the border in San Diego and the Tijuana a couple of times, but like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I've been to Tijuana. <laughs> no, I wouldn't call that crazy <laughs> travel. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. my my first time on my own. Like, I was just I joined a Canadian university that had a four month program, and and that was my first, you know, big experience. To you know, I didn't want to travel just to go on vacation and take photos. But, you know, I wanted to like live somewhere and just get a real taste of what just like the day-to-day was and all little things that happen that are spectacular and memorable but are not on your itinerary you know like i wanted to do the itinerary type things and the you know the landmarks but i just wanted to hang out and so that's why i went for four months and that four months turned into seven years okay <laughs> just kept so kind of like off the beaten path you know because you know of course tourists have an itinerary mm-hmm. um that's either prepared to them for them through an agent or some travel book that they've looked at or they you know they perused online um but i'm like you i i kind of like to find things that are not you know touristy sort uh, mm-hmm. so to speak and, and and you can find some of the most amazing off the beaten path types of things. And so for you, it's, it was more than just a week vacation, two week vacation. It was, I'm going to live here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to live there. And I just understand things about how life was. And I have always been that way. And that's why, like I joke, I'm a serial expat. Like I, I live in Nicaragua, but I lived in Australia in between England and like I just I haven't actually lived in the states in about twenty years, you know I just keep on living out here, <laughs> just seeing what the world has to offer. Well, and that's and that's interesting because with the climate the way that it is in the United States and maybe in some other countries, um, not only retirees are looking to become expats, but there yep. are you know Gen X, Ys, and Zs. You know um, they're also uh, looking at it uh, the same in the same way. So did you have like any mentors or any influencers, uh, you know, like, I mean, was there some type of spiritual epiphany or, I mean, how did you come to feel like you had more to offer than just getting a corporate job? Oh God, because I, because once I started to do the things that were pulling at my soul, you know, things that I really felt drawn to, you know, my trip to England wasn't planned, packed, go, you know, it, it, I actually had to delay it. There was like things that weren't working out at the time for me to be able to travel. So I really worked hard to go. And it was just part of what, what like I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. You know, you can't ignore this feeling about just really wanting to experience something. And once I, once I got that taste. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
but, but I but I think too, um, Christy, you know, a, a lot of times we have that that innate feeling, that feeling of wanting to let our spirit run free, if that's the type of uh, spirit that we have, you know. But we're constrained sometimes, whether it's financial or fear or doubt or naysayers, you know. And so again, it takes a lot of courage to say, you know what, I'm gonna step out on faith. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. And so with your uh, college education, you know, and I guess um, the desire, Mm -hmm. you went to uh, UK first and then Australia. Mm -hmm. That's right. So you talk about in your, uh, in your bio, your information about education, uh, being an instructor, I know that there are a lot of people who look at getting, is it the TSLA, some type of teacher's online teacher certificate to be able to teach um, English in foreign countries um, as part of being an expat if they had to find a way to make a living. But that's not something that you had to do. But could you, could you can you speak on that at all? Yeah. You know, so my first company I started in Australia was education through travel and many of my students who came through it just you know these types of experiences just open their eyes to what is possible in the world and one of their avenues to living overseas to immersing in an entirely new culture that's not always like exciting sometimes it's scary and rough but all of these experiences that shape us and help us grow and that it was a tesla which is, i think is what you're referring to the tefl that's a starting point, um, and I would I would have said back maybe five or six years ago that that was, you know, a really big ticket into living overseas and, and working, you know, teaching English because anybody can do it. You don't need a degree in English at all. But I feel like nowadays anybody can work online. You know, they even have visas for people for for nomads. <laughs> you know, in some of these European countries, you can get a visa and just work for another company in their country. So I feel like the world is kind of caught up with this idea of just expanding your borders and your horizons, like geographically, but also like spiritually, you know, all of it. Well, and that's interesting too. A couple of things, a couple of points on that. I have this book, it's the Passport book. I don't have it close to me nearby, but this book, the Passport book, tells you all of the requirements for every country in the world. Um, some countries wanting you to at least deposit $500,000 in order to, to get a visa. Some some countries wanting you to only have, you know, a bank account with $2,400 in it. Um, and so it varies in terms of where you want to um, live. And I know that for retirees, we got money coming in. Okay. <laughs> and so it's not it's not that necessary for us to have to work, but at the same time, with the skills and the knowledge that we have, I believe that as expats in other countries, we should lend some of that area of of expertise into the communities Mm -hmm. of the countries that we happen um, to live in. I, I would agree wholeheartedly. And in fact, part of my business, I my business isn't a nonprofit, but I always partner with local NGOs whose 
efforts we can help support in what ways we can. And in Nicaragua, it's uh, my I partner with CREA, which is a like a local education center. And they've just celebrated this week, actually ushering nine of their local Nicaraguan kids through after school programs that help increase their language skills, increase their writing skills, leadership skills, entre entrepreneurial skills. And they've had nine go all the way up through to university now. So it's only like a three-year-old program, but like, but it's pretty impressive. Computer literacy, like how you, how you can leverage your own skills cross-culturally. You know, these are children of farmers that now are bilingual and, you know, kind of have a, have a fighting chance at competing economically here, you know, as sort of the world starts to shift and change, like, like they have opportunities now. And so that, that's the one thing I've always sought out as I'm traveling or as I'm running my businesses in these countries is what are the locals doing? How can we learn from them? And then how can we support them and the needs that they say they, they have, you know? Uh, uh, yeah. And that's, that's very important because a lot of times you'll have foreign countries come into other countries um, for resources. You know, these countries have all of these resources, but it's also important to give back to that country where you're taking those resources from, whether or not that's infrastructure, waste management, uh, schooling, water treatment systems, uh, roads, um, lighting, electricity, something. Um, and so uh, when that doesn't happen, there are people such as yourself uh, that volunteer or not so much volunteer, but lend their support in any way that they can. And I think that's why you have your leadership workshops and travel adventures um, to help people pretty much get an understanding of exactly what it is that you're doing and maybe how they can get on board, Christy. Yeah. Um, I mean, how they can get on board as far as leaving their home country and living somewhere else or... Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of our, our discussion in terms of how you did it. And I think what I'm hearing you say is that based on, you know, your education, you were able to go to Europe um, and then from Europe, you know, whatever your connections and networking and through education or whatever, you ended up in Australia. And so there's been that network that you've established. There are people here, like I say, in the United States, whether or not you are a retiree or whether you're a young person, generation X, Y, Z, you know, X, Y's and Z's that are thinking about leaving the country and going other places. And you just can't sell all your stuff and move to another country. You have to have a purpose and you have to have a means. And so, you know, you've done it. And so how, how have you been able to do that? To be honest, I, I I drive is a big thing for me, you know, like, and I remember like when I stopped teaching secondary school and then I was teaching university for a while in Australia and in, in California for a bit, but I just, I mean, my, my networks, I didn't have networks until I chose where I wanted to go. And that's where I found like my people who had done the same kind of things before me. And I, I feel like that is the biggest thing. If anybody takes away anything from this podcast, it's, you know, there's, there's always help. There's all, even, you know, if you're in Tokyo, there's always someone that speaks English, you know what I mean? There's always a way 
to find a solution to get your to get you where you want to be. And so I, you know, I moved to Australia because I, I didn't like I came back from the UK and I really wasn't finding my stride in the States. And I really saw opportunity, adventure. And, you know, I didn't really have a map, but I knew I knew my purpose wasn't found where I was. And so there's a lot of trusting yourself. There's a lot of faith and a lot of hustle. <laughs> but but then you ask the right questions and there's expat forums to join and there's communities out there to network through. And so I, I didn't have somebody hold my hand from one country to the other. I just went and then I built up my network. I, I went to everything. You know, I went to see gigs. I went to university after school events. I went to community um, volunteer, whatever it was. And okay. That's so you immerse you immersed yourself into yeah. the culture right. of the country that you happen to be in. Yeah. In that particular community that you happen to live in. And mm -hmm. then that was your hub. And from there you could disperse out if you needed to yep. make additional connections. Yes, yes, ma'am. That's it. Like and then but I knew I wanted to live there in Australia, just like I knew I wanted to live in England and same in Nicaragua too. It's just a matter of, it's almost like a template. Like you just, the most important thing is to understand what it, what is your purpose? What lights you up and where, and then you find that place and there you're going to find other people who are in the place that lights them up, you know, and that's when you start to see traction and, you know, things start to fall into place in ways you can't plan, you know, or you have a right. plan. It often unfolds in different ways. Exactly. Exactly. It's just yeah. a matter of getting out there. Mm -hmm. Um, because the plan can be enhanced as you start to move through your, through your journey. Yeah. Yep. 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 I get it, girl. I'll do look, I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. I know I drank the last bottle of wine over the weekend and now I'm like, oh no, I should have. Yeah. I, um, I had gone to the farmer's market Ooh. here on the farmer's market had this, this wine, okay, and um, it's a little bubbly. I'm surprised it has a little bubble to it, but it's delicious. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Uh huh. So, um, why Nicaragua and all of the places that you could have gone to? Panama, the Philippines, Belize, mm -hmm. Cartagena, Quito, Ecuador. How is it that you end up right there in the neck? Well, I've been to all of those countries you just mentioned. Like I've okay. traveled extensively to 40 different countries, worked repeatedly through my business. My business in Australia, this is how I got to Nicaragua. My business in Australia ran leadership education travel programs. And we operated in Thailand, Cambodia, South Africa. That's where this necklace is from. Um, beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. Mama Tofu. One of the women, the older women there made it. Anyway. Um, Is it a fertility necklace? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask? <laughs> she would like that, the woman who made it, for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, but I also worked in Costa Rica quite a bit. When Costa Rica, actually, it's just an hour and a half that way, um, the border. But through all of this travel, crazy travel. So family in the States. I was living in Australia. My programs are running simultaneously in all these countries. And I, I just needed like time out and I, I hadn't yet been to Nicaragua and I knew it was a more chilled out country. Like Panama can be a bit 
Well, Panama's amazing. Costa Rica is too Americanized for me anymore. But I thought, I'm just going to, I just want a little house on the beach for six weeks. And I didn't know anybody. I just figured I knew enough Spanish to get a phone, a chip for my phone so I could have communication. And I knew how to get taxi. Like I knew, I just knew enough I knew to be okay and how to ask for more help if I needed it. So that's what I did. I stayed here for six weeks and I worked and I found an amazingly priced casita on the beach. And I didn't realize at the time was that it was amazingly priced because it was October and it was the height of the rainy season. <laughs> like, they don't play here when it rains, like thunder and yeah. So there's nobody here. Like it, there's a few shops, they're all closed. And I was like, I didn't have a bicycle. <laughs> so, but I remember, okay. yeah. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. No, but I do so much like research and connections with all the countries I work in that for myself, I was like, I don't even want to think. I just want to go do. And that's what happened. But I just fell in love with the country. I ended up meeting not just some really friendly, beautiful locals. Nicaraguans are some of the friendliest Central Americans, Latin Americans I've ever met. Safe here. Um, and But then also where I live, it's it's a, kind of a gravitational hub for entrepreneurial expats, right? So okay, huge surf community, huge, like, you know, there's volcanoes. It's, it's a big outdoor community. But, and so, so it draws people who want that, that lifestyle, um, but who also want to run their businesses. So, I, you know, my friends here are from Venezuela. They're from Italy. The Italian has a restaurant. The couple Americans here are photographers. Um, the Venezuelans have a architecture company and they shipped to Miami. You know, like it's amazing to me how creative and inspired people can be when they see this life they want and then they do everything to make it happen. It's, it's the energy. It's yes. The, it's the level of energy that is a force that connects within uh -huh. that allows that 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 same force that's connected to just explode and the level of creativity is allowed to free form. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, doggone, I was going to ask you something and I just, Oh, I just, Oh, I had a chill as you were talking. Um, um, how have you been able to facilitate economic growth? within the communities of the country that you visit, like for instance, Nicaragua. Yeah. I know that I have seen online where, and, and I have thought about this myself as a retiree, that whatever country you happen to be in, there are vendors who sell uh, products and wares. And then there are some locals who don't get the same type of exposure that those who are, who can afford the marketing and sales aspect of it, but they're just as talented. And I've seen online different websites, you know, um, that feature these types of women, um, straw baskets or whatever mm -hmm. it happens mm -hmm. to be. And then what happens is from the sales, some of that money goes back into that community. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? Is that part of your program? Um, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. In fact, I get really irritated when you see people just kind of marching through and not really paying attention to the country that first attracted them. But I, for me, like mostly with my retreats, so I run retreats still. I'm not crazy around the globe like I was. Now I'm 
probably because I'm a little older and I just want to like come home at the end of the day. Um, but my retreats here, they're usually about a week or two weeks long. And within that, um, for the retreat element, there's always local community tours where I've got, you know, the local farmers here are amazing. And that's where we get our local produce. That's where we can, um, I take my visitors here out to the community and they get in the back of, you love it. There's a couple of huge giant ox and they pull a cart and you climb up in the cart and then the farmers are there with their sticks and they like move along on this bumpy dirt road through these like beautiful like canyons and through rivers and you take in the terrain and they show you their way of life and they make local cheeses with you, which you pay, you pay them for this experience. Um, local tortillas. There's this lovely woman. I'm not even sure how old she is. She could be 45 or 105, but okay. she sits in, you know, up in a little town called El Ramate. You can only get there through by, you know, motorcycle or, or ox. Um, but she makes all the pots and all the community that they, she, she makes them out of clay, burns them and people come to her to make, you know, for their cookware. So always are these people part of like, you know, Doña Lupe and Harold and all these lovely Nicaraguans. Like I want my people who come to see Nicaragua with me to see Nicaragua, you know, to meet the locals that shape it, support them, learn, eat the cheese, try the best tortillas. Um, so that's one way I do facilitate the economic growth. The other way is I, I live here full time. They, all, you know, all the, anything I need, you know, from, you know, my mechanics or like my produce is the local farmer down the road. I always go get my pineapples and bananas from there. Like that, that's where, who I buy from, you know, as much as I can. And, you know, when I go home to the States to visit, that's when I'll get like, you know, blueberries or whatever I'm missing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've been there two years now. Eight. Eight? Eight years. Yeah. So are you on a, are you still on a nomad visa or a permanent visa, permanent um, resident? Yeah, I've been on a tourist visa here in Nicaragua for almost all those eight years. But before I was traveling a lot for my business. And so, you know, and then obviously COVID is a huge like break on that for a while. But I, I am actually pursuing my residency here. Um, it's just a matter of getting, you know, all the paperwork's in line. But yeah. Yeah, it's about time. Like I, I imagine I'll buy a property. Like this is this is home for me. Like okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I mean, how long does it take you to get back to the States? About four hour flight? Um if I fly into Los Angeles, I could fly nonstop. It's about a six hour flight. Six that going west. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then Miami, if you were to go to Miami, about four hours. Two. 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 Managua to Miami, it's two and a half hours. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All Jamie, right. Is there anything you want to ask me? Oh my goodness. Um, probably. I actually love to sit on the couch with you, have a glass of wine, and talk to you about how you how you got into this business and what what's inspired you to start a podcast about how trips change your life. Because obviously, you must have had experiences where you this wasn't. A fun vacation where you had this pivot of what a travel and experience can do for you. What was yours? Well, it's it's kind of like what you what you said because trip of change for me has been around a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've taken lots and lots of trips. Okay, 
Um, and we say that it's not just physical, but it's also mental. But it, from a physical standpoint, as you change from one environment to another environment, there are all kinds of change because change is constant. As long as that clock is ticking, you cannot stop change. And so various places that I've been to, I mean, the trees may be different. The sound of the birds may be different. The people may be different. And so I try to take in the different experiences that I get from being in that place, whether it's the culture, the art. I like to go to the museums um, and see the art um, or the theater. Uh, My last trip to New York City, I got a chance to see Hamilton. um, And that put a whole different perspective for me on American politics and how those were young men. They were 19 and 20 years old. They had ideas, okay? And it's kind of taken me, um, Christy, I say I live my life in 10-year increments. Um, And right now I'm in the last of my 60s. I'm 69. So next year I have to say that I'm 70, okay? And so there, there are experiences, those positive experiences that I have had in those 10 years that transition with me into the next 10 years. So now trip of change is like, I don't meet strangers. I, I, I enjoy people and I want to get out and see what other people are doing um, in the world and with all the skills and experience that I've had on this earth plane, be able to help, you know, to help other people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I think, Christy, what happens, you get to be my age and you start to lose friends, you know, um, from various diseases or ailments, you know, and you have to count your blessing that you're still here. Um, and that there's a purpose for you uh, still being here and just pray that the spirit will guide you in the direction in which you're supposed to go. So with that being said, I, those places that I mentioned, Quito, Cartagena, Panama, I've been to Costa Rica, Belize, um, uh, Multiplan. Uh, Merida, you know, I want to see those places and see how the people live. So that's where I am. I'm retired. Mm -hmm. I'm a retired uh, executive in marketing and internet services. I got skills, girl. I got skills. (laughs) I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I'm just, you know, just, I wanted to talk to you when I read your bio because I know, I mean, I've been around the world two or three times, lived different places, but you get to a certain point and there's that level of fear. You know, you can't, it's, you, you know, you're trying to pull the trigger. You, you just can't pull the trigger. And uh, so you're, talking to you has been very encouraging. Yeah, thank you. I, I love it though. I honestly, I want more people to continue to travel for the right reasons and to immerse themselves. Like it's, it's better than school, you know, like what do we learn in school? Like what 
they tell us we're supposed to learn, but everything I've learned that's actually been essential to my well-being, my sense of self, my relationships, I learned on the road, you know, from other people and other cultures. Best teacher. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The best teacher, the best teacher. Well, thank you so much, um, Christy, for joining me all the way from Nicaragua, y'all, from Nicaragua. Okay, am I saying it right? Am I rolling my arms? Perfect. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been super fun. Yes, it has. And uh, let's talk more offline about what you're doing. And uh, let's see, maybe I can't uh, hop on a flight and get down there and help you do something in the community. I would love that. That would be amazing, Jackie, for sure. You, you just give me a shout anytime. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Yes, that's been Miss Christy Nichols all the way from Nicaragua. I am so honored to have had her on the Triple Change podcast, the Jackie Robinson Show. I'm Jackie Robinson. And so we thank her um, because we know that change is constant and the clock stops for no one. So how do you spend your time with each clock tick that you get within 24 hours? Stress and uncertainty, the economy, wars and rumors of war, death of children and famine worldwide is more than enough to wonder how much more can we take? So how do you handle these things? We find ways to fix our minds away from the negative and volunteer and help other people. Reach out to friends. Stop reading all that negative news uh, on the internet. There are so many ways that you can help and take a trip of change. Miss Christie just already talked about how uh, being in other countries and being in the community and offering your services um, to uplift others um, and how edifying and how exhilarating that is um, in her life. And it could be in your life and my life as well. So we thank you for joining um, the Triple Change podcast. And I invite you to go out to our website. Um, you can find our information here, support our podcast, um, our Triple Change podcast. There's our Instagram and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And you want to get in touch with Miss Christy, there's her information venture within she's on instagram there's her website venturewithin.com high level leadership and life coach living in nicaragua that has been our show keep smiling and take a trip of change <laughs>